What's up, people, and welcome back to another episode of the Ren Pod. Uh, I, it's me, your main boy, Morgan, here, along with uh, your very special co-host person that's always here. I'm the guy with the car that's passing by, Braulio. <laughs> I love that this has become a thing of like you just saying words <laughs> whenever I cut to you. <laughs> Listen, man, just because the penis is erect doesn't mean that he likes you. <laughs> Just constant, just constant. Uh, no, we love it. We love it. Um, so yeah, today we got a we got a pretty chill episode. Last week we took a week off um, for the whole holiday situation, and before that we had Gabby Baker White Law on the show, um, which Braulio unfortunately was not available for that one because Gabby and I recorded at like eleven a.m. in the morning. Um, so it was like a whole yeah, thing. That's prime baby time around that time. Exactly. Um, so, you know, but I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with her and hopefully she'll be back on the show uh, at some point. Hopefully uh, her schedule is very busy and she's in England. So, you know, that's a weird time for her to be able to record when we record. Um, but hopefully Bradley will be, ha- be able to hop on with her as well, because I think that'd be a very fun conversation for the three of us. Um, oh, definitely would. Definitely would. Yeah. Uh, so this week, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, about this whole HBO Max situation with them releasing all of their films there and in theaters at the same time and how we think that's going to affect uh, movie theaters and stuff. Um, Braulio's finally finished season one of The Boys, so we can talk about that finally and a little bit of season two. Um, and then uh, we, we have to talk about uh, a little bit of Lost as well. Um, cause we completely let that plot thread drop. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. and then we can finish it up with a couple of questions and, uh, maybe, you know, a couple of recommendations and one or two things that were, uh, maybe our favorite podcasts or favorite shows or something that we're, we're d- diving into at the moment. Um, how's that sound, Braulio? It sounds spinerific. Spinerific. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I was looking at the my iPhone case and it's a Spygen case. Uh, not sponsored, not sponsored at all. But it kind of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I don't even know where I'm going. Just you know, sounds good to me. Okay. Awesome. Um. So yeah, HBO Max, Warner Brothers has decided to stream all of their 2021 films on HBO Max at the same time as they're released in theaters. What, what do you think about this, Braulio? Uh As a person that has HBO Max for free, thank you, AT&T, I am very excited about this, especially the fact that a lot of the upcoming um, Warner Brothers movies aren't stuff that I'm really looking forward to. Um, you know, as sad as it is, I, I lost a lot of faith in DC and a lot of their property, property, so I definitely wouldn't risk my health for any movie, non, especially not a DC movie, so... I kind of dig it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Um, like, especially with the whole Wonder Woman thing, I'm. That's the only part of DC that I haven't given up on totally has been Wonder Woman, because consistently, like the first one was good. We, you know, the third act falls apart, but it's at least consistently okay. You know, like it's good mid. You know. <laughs> yeah. And if like it's you like know. a good movie that you could watch, and then once it starts getting to a certain point, just let it run in the background. Exactly. the The upside of this is they're not going to charge me thirty extra dollars like Disney Plus did um, for Mulan. You know. <laughs> 
I, I, oh my god I still I still see backlash on that and it makes no sense man I still think that Disney did not do anything shady they people were told from day one it's a premier access not ownership which I'm so. fine with I'm fine with premier access I'm fine with that but I mean, I'd be very upset if HBO Max did it because I pay them 15 bucks a month. So that's like Ooh, half the ticket. Yeah, I pay for it. It's like through my Apple subscription or whatever. Like, I don't really care that much. <laughs> Ew, I wouldn't pay for HBO Max. I get those points, Braulio, those points on my Apple card. Yeah, but you get it for free through AT&T, man. Yeah, All you got to but... do is pay a $300 bill and, you know, it's worth it. I feel like I'm getting the better deal here. <laughs> Fifteen dollars <laughs> versus three hundred dollars. Exactly. Well, you got to think about it this way: what's more important, an ice cube or a tray? Definitely the ice cube. When I get points on my Apple Card, <laughs> but then the tray lets you create multiple ice cubes. You could even throw coffee in there, and you have frozen coffee for a. Uh, Ice cream sandwich. Yeah, but I'm getting away from AT and T. I'm getting away from it. Like I'm like, I'm I'm cutting my internet service with them, and I'm switching to somebody else. Because uh, mm. they're they've charged me like sixty bucks a month for like three up and down for like the last five years, um, which is a nightmare. Oh, exactly, it's a nightmare. Um, and then you know, and I don't I don't really care about cable because I was like, eh, I had Spectrum for a bit, and I was like, ah. Eh. I could do without this. I have Netflix. I have Amazon Prime. I have Hulu. I have all this stuff. <laughs> like well, YouTube I'm Premium. For, I'm just waiting for 5G to become like a at home thing that you could have it because 5G speeds have been insane, bro. Yeah, yeah. 5G speed. Like that's uh, whenever I need to, I just hop on my like phone's um, Wi-Fi or whatever, like personal hotspot, because it's got the speeds, and then just use that for a bit. Um, because AT&T and I have a contentious relationship, but at least, you know, that our ride is almost over. Our dalliance is, is almost done. <laughs> Listen to Death Star, man. FK came for us. Exactly. Like, we said it. We said it once, and then all of a sudden, just... <laughs> Listen, we're at Tatooine. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a hell on earth. But, I mean, I'm cool with, like... I'm cool with paying it because, you know, I get like $2 or whatever a month on my Apple card for it or something like when it, you know, it's right in with all my other Apple subscriptions. So like Apple music and YouTube premium and dropout and all this other stuff. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it because you're paying for it anyway. So why not get some little cash back on the side? So, you know, I dig it. Exactly. I dig the hustle. Plus, I never use my Apple card for anything else. <laughs> like I, I got the thing and I don't use it. <laughs> I've used the thing. I maxed out the thing. I paid off the thing. Dude, I love paying that thing off at the end of the month. It feels it's so satisfying. The colors, the seeing the colors shift. That's yes. Uh, you know, yeah. it's so satisfying. I only use it to pay for my Apple subscriptions. That's it. Like I use it for nothing else. <laughs> I think I have the keyboard with it. The magic keyboard. Ah. Yeah, because you get like three percent. You know, you get that three percent cash back. You get five percent actually if you do a, if you do an Apple purchase with Apple Card. It's five percent. Well, then I need to start using that for my Apple purchases. Um, Listen, okay. buy Apple products from the Apple Store, get the cash back, sell those products on eBay, and when people try to give you the money, 
just rob them. You keep you keep your item, keep the money, and you get the cash back. By no means am I encouraging violence, but you know, twenty twenty. So you pull a uh, you pull a PS five scalper on them. <laughs> yes. Charge them money and then send them an empty box. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, um, the further away I could get from the PS5 thoughts, uh, the happier it'll be. Dude, I I feel you. I feel you so much. Um, it's it's a nightmare at this point, and I think we've both decided just let it go. <laughs> yeah, this is just never gonna happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 100 on board with this. I'm 100 excited. Um, to watch only Wonder Woman. I don't really care about the rest of their lineup for like the, the entirety of next year. Is Suicide Squad 2 coming out next year? Uh, I think that's 2022 because oh, they're still God. in filming. I don't know if I could handle another Suicide Squad movie with, within the next year, you know? Well, this one is going to be different because it's like a, it's not even a soft reboot at this point. It's just a reboot, period. They're keeping some of the minor characters, but... I, I could care less for DC, especially that um that John Cena show, uh Task Peacemaker or something like that. John Cena got a show. Yeah. It's gonna be a spin-off from Suicide Squad. Oh right. No, now I now I know what you mean. Yep. And it's good just pretty much like Judge Dredd or whatever. Featuring John Cena. Yeah. Which I like John Cena, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if I wanna see him in this, you know. Yeah, same here. But I trust James Gunn. Um, he's he's a very good director. I quite enjoy his f- films and his forays in cinema. So I, I'll try Suicide Squad two. But if it's as bad as Suicide Squad one, I'm I'm gonna throw my television out of the window. You know? I, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic for it to be another dumpster fire, but in a good way. Yes, mark my words, people. If if there's a video going up, when this is out, when this podcast is out, there's a video up on my YouTube channel. You can go watch it. Bradley has seen it. He knows what it's about. Um, if Suicide Squad 2 is just as bad as Suicide Squad 1, I will do what I did in that video to my television, and I will record it. <laughs> then I hope it sucks, as I want to see that. <laughs> this is, this is, listen, this is an expensive television, okay? <laughs> don't don't want this movie to suck. I'm trying banking on it not sucking. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun stuff, fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, you. I mean, if you're listening to this, go check that out. Uh, link will be in somewhere. You can go find that, and then you'll know what we're talking about. Um, but speaking of television and speaking of streaming services, uh, Amazon Prime has a show that I've been trying to get you into for a very long time, and I finally did. And you have finished season one. You're almost through season two of The Boys, right? Yes. Let's so, re- recap season one for the people, please, Braulio, through your eyes. <laughs> is this spoiler free or spoiler full? We'll do. I'll put the time codes in the thing. We'll have a minor spoiler free and then we'll just hop right into spoilers. Okay. So spoiler free right now. So uh, the show has been great. It's been definitely enjoyable. It took me a while to get it going, but once I got into it, this it became one of the best shows because, it, yes, it's about superheroes, but it's not your traditional superheroes. And it's basically about superheroes being the, the less kind of version of themselves, to put it mildly. 
uh, a lot of the characters are very colorful, very enjoyable. Uh, there's some characters that are on the good side of the spectrum that, unfortunately, they're still around. But, you know, the main guy is still around as well. So that's something to look forward to. And let's just say Superman has a new coat of paint. Yes. A very, that's as big very as cool. I can make it. It's a very cool coat of paint. So yeah, that's a that's a spoiler free, vague uh, understanding of season one. And uh, I mean, you haven't finished season two, so we're not really going to talk about that too much. We'll talk about a little bit, but that'll pretty much be spoilers um, in the spoiler section. So let's hop into spoilers here. <laughs> okay. Because this the show's been out for a year, so watch it and then and listen to this at the same time, like a commentary track. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. So the first season starts off with this nerdy, wimpy guy named Huey. He's with his girl. Superheroes are alive. I mean, around. Uh, his girlfriend gets demolished by A-Train, which is essentially the Flash. Uh, he goes through this epiphany, not epiphany, but he goes through this uh, self-loathing phase he gets uh, he gets introduced to a fbi agent named butcher who turns out to be not fbi and he's actually looking to kill homelander which is the boy's version of superman who's a very righteous man at the beginning of the show you know you you trust this guy you you know that he's gonna guide you through thick and thin and he's gonna be your 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 rock you know he's gonna be the person he's gonna be your your john cena the lies essentially the lies the lies they feed you in the first episode man <laughs> but it's not all sunshines and rainbows homelander's a douchebag he's the biggest jerk in the world uh the boys version of wonder woman uh queen Maeve, she's actually afraid of homelander because of his psychotic ways his uh freaking psycho there was a plane that was gonna that was in danger of falling no, there was a plane that was, I think it was being hijacked, right? It was, uh, it was crashing. It was like a crashing plane because the pilot, like, I think he lasered the pilot in half or something. Yes, because the, the plane was being taken over by terrorists. He goes into the the, sh the, the airplane and he lasers the, the terrorists, but he kills the pilot as well. And because he knows that, you know, the, the cockpit is already cooked. So, you know, why, why even try to save the people? So he leaves the people to die and he even yells at people like if you get close to me i'll laser you he didn't say it like that but you know yeah you know <laughs> i mean and he could have like he could have saved those people he could have he just didn't want he, to he's, he just didn't he, care i don't think he's that strong though i think realistically like he seems to be extremely fast like he could have flown at least down to the water and put them all down there and then came back up before the plane crashed yeah, but then people would have realized that he killed the pilot. I mean, you know, accidents happen. He was lasering a terrorist in half. I don't know, man. It's, how can Homelander make such a mistake? I mean, A-Train exploded somebody's girlfriend. I feel like Homelander can like, get away with lasering a pilot. <laughs> well, A-Train did that because he was high on comp Compound B, which is pretty much ecstasy for superheroes that gives you powers. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a train has a whole his whole like story arc is insane. His girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was her name? Jackpot? No, 
porcupine or something? I don't know. <laughs> porcupine? No, it was um. What was his girlfriend's name? She was writing the the landlord's face and squished it. Like a yes. watermelon, yes. dude. The boys has so many uh so many scenes in it that every now and then your brain doesn't know how to calculate or like compute what you're seeing. Or you're like, what? <laughs> the one scene that was like that to me was when Homelander was drinking the breast milk from Oh my um, god. What was the lady's name? Oh my god, yes. Uh what's her name? Oh my goodness. Like that was the weird the, the and also like him spying on her through the wall. Like, I mean, oh she knew god. that he was spying on her because she was watching him on camera and she was actually turned on by that. She was afraid of Homelander, but at the same time you could tell that she was into him. Yeah, like they they took that character um from the comics, I think, except it was a guy in the comics. So his um his way of controlling Homelander was much more of like, I'm your dad. So you'll listen to me because I'm your father figure. And like in the show, because they made her a woman, they like switched the way of her control over him from like, I mean, it was still like a weird parental figure situation, but like it was, it was what you might see while you're, uh, you know, while you're searching certain websites, it was that sort of parental situation. You know, like it was wrong. It was gross. It was a very stepmom situation there. <laughs> yeah, that that was very um disturbing to say the least. And even the the final episode when Homelander cuz she had a baby and yes. Homelander actually was carrying the baby cuz um Butcher, which is one of the quote-unquote good guys, he was trying to get Homelander to, you know, to surrender or to give up cuz if he didn't, he was going to blow up still well still well yes oh my gosh (laughs) yes he was gonna blow her up and homelander being the dick that he is uh excuse my language he had her he brought the baby down and thinking that butcher was not gonna blow up the baby but butcher wouldn't have cared because he doesn't know the baby so why would he care i love butcher so much (laughs) (sighs) yeah i mean like yeah like that level of just not caring oh my gosh (laughs) Dude, I might be in the minority here, but I hate all the good guys. Except for really? Mother's Milk. Okay, yes, yeah, Mother's the, Milk is a G. Yeah, and the only reason that I like him is because he was Phoenix in The Fast and the Furious. He was. I also like him because he's just he's he's just a man who wants to go home to his family, you know? That's all he wants. <laughs> no, I don't care about that part. I care about the part that he was just <laughs> he was beating up inmates because he would they were getting out of line. I mean, you know, he he's just doing it. Oh, have you hit that part in uh season two yet? Where they're going in the hospital? Uh, what? What hospital? Okay, okay. You, you have you not? Okay, so they haven't hit the hospital yet in season two. Okay, okay, okay. I'm very early into season two. Okay, 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 okay. You'll know. So, You'll know when you see it. <laughs> for season two, before we get into like any discussions about that, I'm up to the part that we're getting. That we're introduced to um, Stormfront. Who was actually a lady from the seventies named the uh, Lucky's no not Lucky Star. Uh Liberty something. Liberty, thank you. Yeah. And Liberty was she killed uh some dude. Um, yeah. She killed some dude and then they were they paid them all they paid off the family two G's 
to keep them quiet. And then Liberty saw disappeared. But I guess she was just in hiding. Or well, not in hiding, because she's a soup. Yeah, and they just like switched her identity or some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, so that means she, one of her powers is probably that she doesn't age. She could fly using her electricity, I think, or levitate, I don't know. And she's a social media guru, or she has like a team of gurus that knows how to make memes. And she could plow with Homelander and yes. had him laser her breasticles yes she's also like hella boomer like she's such a boomer <laughs> i don't know i think she got her finger on the pulse more than anybody else probably more than anyone at like at vaught uh definitely because even their their like agent who uh great way to get back to season one uh their agent who goes from the assistant to stillwell to being like the head of pr at Vaught. <laughs> is she though? Because she's more like a she's the, a puppet. <laughs> the the lackey of Homelander. Yeah, like she's definitely like a puppet, one hundred percent. Yeah, she's the she was the puppet of Stillwell before. She was the puppet of um of Gustavo Fring. Wait, that's Breaking Bad character. Oh. Uh, John Carlo Esposito. That's all. I just call yes. him that. <laughs> uh, what's his name in this show? um edgar mr edgar yeah edgar yeah yeah um she's she has the saddest story arc of anybody besides maybe like no huey actually has a pretty cool story arc because he blows up translucent in the first episode or whatever by putting a bomb in his ass yes like which is anus i apologize which is arguably the coolest way to to take out a superhero like that that immediately sets the show in a different tone because you don't expect that to happen and then all of a sudden they're you're you're like thinking with portals you know you're like they're they're coming up with new and intuitive ways to like handle this situation <laughs> i'm just waiting for huey to die man I, I love huey so much i just want him and annie to be together i want her to die too i want them i'm fine with them dying as long as they die together no i want her i want homelander to realize that starlight is a uh, mold and i want her to decapitate her and i want him to like drown huey like and his blood or something that'll be kind of cool that would be super sick uh and but that I'm would be home style. <laughs> it would be it 100 would be um but i just you know those the two of those rascals those two crazy kids you know i love the I, i've always been like a very big fan of like the we should be on opposite side like forbidden love is a great time not romeo and juliet because that's trash but like a good one you know it's always sir, great sir sir <laughs> yeah we i've said not it will ill of the dead okay I've leonardo DiCaprio died when speaking in hamlet tongues during the romeo and juliet okay Listen. we will not speak ill of the dead Listen, I love Hamlet, all right? And I love the Scottish play, okay? But Romeo and Juliet is trash, and we all know it, okay? And I'm sick and tired of teenage girls and high schools pretending like it's good. I don't know, man. All I know is that Starlight is trash. She's so cute, though. <laughs> She's trash, man. The, the, the characters that should be thriving are Queen Maeve, because her story is actually... An enjoyable one. She is really sad. Yeah, I love Queen Mae. She's great. 
and I hated her at the beginning. You remember that? I used to say that I didn't like her. Yeah, you're like, like she's the worst. <laughs> yeah, but she actually grew on me because she actually has a decent story. And she's trying to protect the the girl that she likes. Yeah. Uh, True love. Black Noir. I want to know more about him. I'm intrigued by him. He gives me um, Moon Knight vibes more than more so than Batman vibes. And Snake Eyes. Yes. And Bullseye, too, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't talk. He's got that assassin thing going on. He seems like he's a little bit unhinged, you know? Actually, I disagree with you there. He's the most hinged person on the show because he's a complete puppet for Mr. Edgar. Interesting. Interesting. Because in the episode that Mr. Edgar has him uh, chase Butcher and Butcher is like um, threatening to expose Bot, you could tell how much Mr. Edgar is able to control Black Noir even though Black Noir wants to... uh, Put some things up somebody's you know, uh, hoo-ha. Yeah, he yeah. wants to handle some business, you know. He he wants to make the sun shine where they don't shine. I just think, you know, I just think he's he's a bit like he's a bit crazy in the terms of like he cut that dude's head off and then like showed it to a kid. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Like that's insane. That's an insane th- person thing to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you uh, know, like I'm down with that though. Like, do it. You know, the boys is crazy like that. Do it. <laughs> but I, I'm quoting it here, and I'm telling you right now, if it doesn't happen or to the point of the end of season two, or it doesn't happen, or it hasn't happened yet, it's gonna happen in season three. Huey is gonna get to the point that he's gonna shoot up with Compound B, and a way to save Starlight. He's gonna become a soup, and he's gonna go toe to Homelander. I guarantee it. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's where the show's going. I mean, that would be super cool because Huey, of course, you know, a star child of the show. Um, yeah, he's a poster boy for uh, Crimea River. So yeah, not giving powers. I think. I, I think in season two, he comes a little bit more into his own of like less of a crybaby and more of like he's the he's the good one. You know, like everybody else in the show is terrible and bad and he's like that one redeemable character that's like i'm actually a good person (laughs) in this world of terrible people actually actually he's become more whiny and more assertive in a whiny way like oh we can't let we can't let them rot in the cell uh very true i would i do wish he three days ago i do wish he would would just like shoot the deep in the face you know just one time just once <laughs> oh my god the deep i forgot about that poor bastard Dude. so the deep is um how can i put this mildly the worst is that, is that what you want to say no no disgusting actually. yes yep that just would be it. nicely with the gills yep yeah yeah real gross oh wow <laughs> visually and as a personality like he is both horrible <laughs> nothing redeemable about him yeah and what else what else for season one uh the subplot with kimiko and Frenchie. it's it's endearing her brother was his death in season two was disturbing to say the least when um storm Stormfront broke his hands. I was ugh. 
It hurt yeah. me. Yeah, that and then the whole like, I like to see the light go out. I was like, OK, you're insane, which listen, I, if it wasn't for her um, personal choices uh, as a person and she were, you know, not a horrible person, I might find her attractive because of the whole crazy part <laughs> and her aesthetic, you know. Interesting. But I, she's I, a I, terrible I, person. <laughs> Which is why her and Homelander make the perfect couple, because they're both horrible people that are powerful, which makes them deadly. And yeah, um, I'm excited to continue watching season two. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, you know, because it listen, uh, by all accounts. And when I first saw season two's like trailer, by all accounts, Stormfront is my type of hero. Like if I didn't like, you know, like if she were good. I'd be like, get Starlight out of here, get her out of here, replace her with, you know, I was like new best girl, you know, but then she turned out to be what she was. And I was like, ah, worst girl, <laughs> you are worst girl. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out if she's a spy for bot or what's her end game here. I think she's just, I think she's a jerk. Although the girl, uh, Kimiko, Kimiko is actually best girl. I think actually in the show, cause she's awesome. She's so good at what she does. <laughs> nah, I'm waiting for her to die too. Just ripping faces off. She can't die, Raleo. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm already like I enjoy the subplot, but I'm tired of it. Like I I want more Homelander. And every time they it cuts away from Homelander, I'm like, oh my god. See, you Here do you do a... love Homelander a lot. Like weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's he's my role model. You shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> If if I get in shape in 2024, I'll dress up like Homelander. I mean, that'd be cool. I'll dress up like Butcher about that <laughs> or Mother's Milk. Those are my my role models. <laughs> Surprised you didn't say Huey. Nah, 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 nah. Like I respect Huey's relationship, but I don't. I don't see myself as a Huey. You know, like I 100 percent would definitely leave somebody to die in like a cell if I didn't know them. And like, I would not have tried to save because like if it was between like me escaping and surviving or like going back to save like three people that I do not know, I'll I'll send help, you know, like I'll go call the police. <laughs> I'll mourn you from a distance. How about that? I don't even know you. I don't even know your name. I don't know, you know, although no, he was going back for like the team, right? Mm, I don't remember. I think he went back for for mm frenchy and chemical okay yeah so i would have gone team. back for them yeah i would have gone back for them i don't leave my boys i don't leave the boys behind yeah eh. you they've been boys for, for for a week it's not that deep of a yeah but you know boys. like yeah but it's like i don't i don't leave the team behind you know like we we came in together and either we all leave together or we all die together you know like that's how it's gonna be today you whoa, know whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> listen this is where i go team homelander like blow up a few airplanes i don't care just keep me safe nah like i'm you know like i'm i'm going i'm like hey either and plus i just i always love the the like rebel storyline in the in movies and television shows like it's more interesting it's boring to be like oh i think that's everybody's problem with superman as well it's like he's all powerful and it's like it's, it's extremely boring the best superman stories are just when he has no powers you know <laughs> yeah but like, I mean, uh, so 
yeah, Homelander and what's her face, Stormfront. Um, interesting couple. I hate them both equally. I like Homelander to a degree. I like him as a villain, but I hate him as a person, you know? <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum here for that. He's so terrible. <laughs> That's what makes him good, man. The best characters are always the ones that are able to be more free and the ones that are able to be more free are the bad guys. Like the most memorable one, I should say. Like, for example, look at um Gus from Breaking Bad. He's memorable. Even though he was a bad guy, that's what I, th- I think. That's what I, I think. That's what I think. We're agreeing on the same thing. Like I like him as a villain in the, in terms of like I like I like to hate him, you know. But like as a person, like he is a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, I sort of agree there. But yeah. in uh, I mean, I, they, I mean, the man's head with him in Stormfront and that guy just exploded <laughs> what guy oh oh you're not there yet oh no <laughs> oh you need to stop season two. Oh, you'll find out <laughs> oh you'll find out you'll know what i mean oh no uh yeah um so ohio um question would you go to ohio if you were the deep um and you somehow you know avoided drowning yourself from how you look i guess um would you have gone to ohio (laughs) uh yes i was actually one of the places that i wouldn't mind living knowing what happened to him there wait what what happened to him there if you were the deep you know and you uh and you went to ohio (laughs) and uh and met that girl (laughs) Wait, what? I... Remember season Remember, one? Remember, early into season two. No, oh. this is season one. <laughs> oh, with the gills? With the gills. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was disturbing. That was... But then it was disturbing, but it, it kind of like, I felt bad for him afterwards. When, when he was talking to the lobster and he tried to save the poor little bastard. And they just... You think he was, uh, you think he was doing stuff to that dolphin? What? What dolphin? That dolphin that he was like, I'm going to get you back to the ocean, buddy. And then the dolphin flew through the window and, and like winked at him. Oh, no, no, no. I think he was just like, it's a, a, a friend or something. Because there was a lot of weird dialogue in that scene. And I didn't know what, I was like, what is happening right now? No, no, no. I think that he was just trying to save it because he was feeling remorse. And because he's such a loser, he's trying to do something for his fish people. He's such a and loser. And the poor dolphin that... Dude, I think that was the most gruesome death of the show, the dolphin. Dude, that thing launched so hard. <laughs> it's not even about the launch, man. It's about the way that the truck just... It, it just... Ugh. Like, if you listen to it really closely, you could hear the guts. Dude, it, it, that show is... It's something special. It is something special. Yeah. Like, show. Yes, like uh, Homelander, of course, played by Anthony Starr, who um, or Anthony, I don't know, one of the two, uh, who notably played uh, the sheriff in Banshee, another one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, so good, just so good. Uh, have you ever have you ever seen Banshee, Braulio? Uh, no, not at all. 
it was on Cinemax in like same time around as like Dexter uh, Entourage, like that time period, early 2000s. Um, and like Anthony Starr plays the main character, uh, Sheriff Lucas Hood, and it takes place in like this small town, Banshee, Pennsylvania. Uh, and it just centers around like like these criminals who are just dancing around each other and trying to figure each other out, you know, and it's so good It's one of the best shows to ever be made. And like it didn't get enough recognition and it should. It's on uh, I think some of it's on Amazon, but it's definitely on Cinemax uh, streaming. And uh, now. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah, like I bought the the whole first season because I was like, I have to rewatch this show because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking up his film filmography. It's, it's good. He's been around. Yeah, yeah. Like he's been he's been around for a while. Like when I first saw him as Homelander, I was like, I know his face from somewhere. And then like five episodes into season one, like it clicked. I was like, that's Lucas Hood. I was like, that's that's my man's Lucas Hood right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I just I loved him in that show. He's so good. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna check it out. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's a great like, just kind of like sit back and just watch somebody like the fight scenes in it are great, you know, and just the things that he does in that show is just chef's kiss. Just great. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones. Who you know only got four seasons, so that was a shame. <laughs> Nice. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, oh, uh, he wasn't seen a warrior princess too. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. This man has been everywhere, and we. T- <sighs> I'm glad that he's finally getting getting his due. You know, I'm glad he's. I'm glad his face is around now. He yeah. needs to make his way to the MCU. That I would love that actually. I think he'll be a great. Um, if Keanu Reeves ends up not playing. The Beyonder, which is my fan cast. I, I hope Anthony Starr ends up being the Beyonder. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Or like a, what, like a, who's like a really, ooh, Sentry, Sentry or something. Mm-hmm. Just like a really, like, let him really flex that, like, unhinged Homelander situation, you know? Just <laughs> he could actually be a good Hercules, too. Oh, yeah, he is. He's cocky enough for it, you know? He's got the attitude. Yeah, so that hmm, interesting. You know, so um, yeah. Uh, any uh, any final outstanding uh scenes that you that you can think of so far in your journey through the boys, Ralia? Uh, Homelander deep frying Miss Stillwell's face. That was shocking to say the least. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and the ending of season one, that that final frame. Just, what was it that happening? I forgot. Just butcher uh, Rachel, whatever her name is. Um, and then Homelander's oh, son. His wife, oh my God. Oh. His wife's name is Becca. Becca. That's, oh man. And now I remember why I didn't want to remember that. I, I knew a girl named Rebecca at one point. That was a mm. bad time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ending. I don't know. I was. I, in a way, I would I didn't like that he has a I mean I like that he has a son because it throws a a good wrench into the show because now his son already doesn't like Homelander so it might be that his son ends up fighting him later on because he's powerful 
clearly the fact that he was able to push Homelander to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, like but that bes- kid. Oof. And besides that, I kind of, I was kind of disappointed that we that was in the end of Butcher. You just hate everyone I love in this show. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm not pro good guys on this show. I'm very much pro like pro the boys because I feel like it in in that situation that's the team I would have been in, you know. Like I somehow like I would have worked at Vought because like superheroes are cool and movies and whatever. But somehow through some way, I know I would have ended up on the boys, and it would have been like some trauma you know i'd have been like on a on a movie set you know (laughs) just and then homelander like spills a coffee on me or something (laughs) and i'm like you know what i hate that guy (laughs) and then butcher shows up and he's like you want to join my team i'm like 100 (laughs) percent i'm actually looking at um anthony star's twitter twitter um, instagram and he posted a video of somebody that got a tattoo of homelander that's pretty sick i would definitely wouldn't do that but it's pretty sick you're saying you wouldn't get a tattoo of your favorite character of all time, Homelander's face, on your body? Never, never. <laughs> like, I've always wanted to do something wild like that. Just, like, get some... I don't know whose face it would be, but somebody's face somewhere on my body. Who's to say? I don't know where. It'd be weird. Get it. I won't. I can't. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to get somebody's face on my body. That's weird, you know? It's like, that's worse than a face tattoo, you know? And there's nothing wrong with face tattoos. If you have face tattoos, live your life, you know? Do your thing. Do what you want to do, you know? But having somebody's face tattooed on my body, like, to me, is just, it's weird. <laughs> like, for me, I think it's pretty cool when other people have it. Like, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I don't think it would fit well on me, you know? Like, on my body, it'd be weird. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about the Mandalorian this week because uh, Braulio has given up on that show. Um, <laughs> he yeah. said, "I'm Pure out." Trash. <laughs> Pure trash. Oh my goodness! I can't believe this. Uh, it is a lot of fan yeah. service this season. It is. Um, I'm still watching it. I'm enjoying yeah, it. It's just, <laughs> I, 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 I gave up on season one. Wow. I loved season Actually, one. Actually, episode four, I gave up on it. My God, to man. To be exact. My God, that's so early. <laughs> you, you, what's the best analogy for it? You ever like flush the toilet and then there's like a little piece of poop that comes back, that keeps floating back up, that you keep flushing and doesn't refuses to go down? That's what that show became for me. Wow. Became a... Yeah. a a hill to die on okay <laughs> turd. wow okay okay that's that's a take on it that i have not heard before um but we love to hear it we love to hear important takes here um would you ever give it a second chance and if you would what would it take never. wow <laughs> never but for the fans of the show they should be happy to know that is the nielsen ratings they actually they started tracking online streaming and is the number one show. I mean, oh gosh, my ping is followed insane. by the office. And then I think Grey's Anatomy still up there. Grey's Anatomy is still up there. I mean, it's still going. So yeah, but it's still up there. <laughs> yeah, man. Grey's Anatomy is a popular show. 
still it's been on the air for like 35 years yeah and it's still is considered one of the best shows on streaming my goodness okay all right okay Grey's anatomy i'll give you your respect you do your thing um yeah you're you talk about the mandalorian like i talk about episode nine of the movies you know like never again can't ever do that again (laughs) yeah you know so uh so yeah so now that we've uh gotten past mandalorian uh lost we have uh (laughs) i don't know if you've kept up watching it um with all the things that have happened uh but what episode were we Um, on (laughs) we were supposed to discuss episode three but i'll be honest with you i really haven't um rewatched the the episode with everything that you know holidays and everything that's been going on so i don't think like if you want to lead i follow but i i don't have much input on loss right now i need to rewatch it so that we could go back to that loss is out the window um so this week in lieu of us talking about lost um we're going to talk about last on your show we talked about the mask uh aka cuban pete um and <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite films of all time, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. <laughs> I don't want to say what I want to say because uh, you like it. You got to say it now. Uh, you you uh, really? You have to say it now. <laughs> Worst movie in the history of movies. Worst movie? I would even go as far as saying that I would rather watch Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, in a loop. Wow. Instead of watching that. Why do you you hate it so much? I I never, I I can't get into it. Mm. When when's the first time you watched it? Was it as a kid or as an adult? Uh let me see. The first time I saw the movie was back in There hasn't been a reboot, right? We're still talking about the 68. Yes, the original okay. Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> okay. So the first time I saw the movie, it was early 2000s going into high school okay okay so i don't you're know a little maybe bit i was hormonal at the point at that time in my life and i didn't see the point of um white love for lack of a better word <laughs> okay yeah yeah it's, it's a little bit uh okay that's a little bit of an older uh yes it didn't it hasn't aged well yeah it's a little bit of an older age to go into um like I think I first saw it when I was like five, like four or five or something like that. So, you know, like you, you have this this idea of like whimsy and all that type of stuff and this ascension of disbelief. Um, so I was like all on board for it. I have the movie on VHS like it's insane. Um, so I would rewatch it constantly uh, to the point where I know like several songs just off the top of my head. Like I just know them. They're in there. <laughs> The one saving grace of that movie was um Robert, oh my God, what's his last name? His name Helpman or 
Uh, the, you mean the, essentially the dad? Yes. Yes. So he's the only saving grace because he was an actor from a movie that I actually enjoyed, which is um, The Mango Tree. He was a professor. And it's a very old film from the from the 70s. So you're saying that the child catcher wasn't that wasn't intriguing to you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's one of those movies that I know from for film buffs is a movie that you're supposed to like. But I feel like it's the same analogy with baseball. Like I'm Dominican. I'm supposed to like baseball. But because I'm Dominican, I'm supposed to like baseball. I hate baseball. So same thing with the movie. With that movie. Okay, yeah, I mean, it it was definitely a, I, it, my love for it took a hit a little bit when I was in film, um, when I was in like film classes and stuff, because, you know, it's the same like Citizen Kane or um, less so, it's less so than Citizen Kane or uh, what's that other one that they constantly tell you, um, the Magnolia's whatever, the, you know, the whatever the, that'll do or whatever. Um, oh my God, yes, I remember that movie. I forgot the name. Uh you know like those staples of like cinema that they're like when you're in film school they make you write 15 papers on it all this stuff you know like i hate citizen kane so much uh because it's not that good of a movie like it's not good enough for me to care like the cinematography in it is top notch 100 but the story is trash and everybody knows it it's too long and it's dumb okay we can admit this we can admit this by now (laughs) wait what movie are you talking about citizen kane citizen kane um Yeah, they make you, you know, when you're in film class, they make you write a paper on it and all that. And they're like, you got to watch Citizen Kane and you got to study it for the whatever so that you can direct a movie and then you watch it. And yeah, cinematography, top notch. The stuff that they did in that movie in terms of like visual effects are some of the greatest of the time and paved the way for the things that we do with cinema now. Yes, 100 percent. It is important for that. But let's not pretend like it's a good movie. (laughs) You know, but, um, you know, so I I think it's that sort of situation of like as a film buff, I enjoy it. But I think I enjoy it partially as like, you know, a film person, but also as like I saw it as a kid. And it's like one of those staple movies for me as a child that I grew up watching. And that like if I ever one day have children, um, if I ever make that choice, I'll probably show them the movie, too, when they're a kid and be like, yeah, hear this song about uh, bamboo. You know, and, <laughs> and watch this guy fall in love with a toot sweet girl, you know. <laughs> so you would recommend the movie? I would. I would. If you have kids, um, definitely show it to them because I think it's, it's a rougher thing to get into as a, as an adult, you know. But I think your kid would love it, actually, because uh, kids just but, love that movie. <laughs> but the thing is that it didn't age well, man. Yeah, like but, kids. you know, kids have no reference point. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're going to go with an older movie, like, like, uh, I don't know. It's a movie that I might give it a try again. I might try to see if I could squeeze it in there through some brains, uh, brain cells that, you know, but can't make any promises, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a rewatch. Yeah. Actually, like let's it, cover it next week for the older movie segment. All right, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a rough movie to get into as an adult. Like definitely. I rewatched it recently. I still enjoyed it, but I think it's because my brain can just like go back to like how I enjoyed it when I was a kid and just shut off for a bit and just be like, Yeah, this is a good time. <laughs> like you know. Um 
but yeah, like it's it's that sort of situation. But uh, what was I? I was thinking something about old movies or something like that. There was something that popped into my head um, about like VHSs or something like that. Uh, but I've forgotten it now. So um, things were there, and now they are no longer there. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What would be the oldest movie you would recommend without spoiling it too much? Um, it would be probably like Vertigo by Alfred Hitchcock. When did that one come out? That was oh my gosh, when was that out? That would I don't think it was the twenties. That was after the twenties. It was like sixty something. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Yeah. Um, I'm a very I really enjoy Alfred Hitchcock. Um. I got into I got into his movies after like I knew about Psycho. Everybody knows about Psycho. Like that's the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really got into like his lesser known movies when a friend of mine for their uh, dissertation um, to graduate high school at my high school, we had to do a a dissertation to graduate. That was our final grade. (laughs) Um, And they did theirs on Hitchcock films. And like, I was like, well, I'm definitely going to go see that because I was like getting into film. I was acting and um, and I was like, well, it's Hitchcock. So I got to you got to go see that. And it's my friend. So I got to support my friends. And then they were talking about it and they broke down a bunch of his movies and then they talked about Vertigo. And it looks rough because, you know, it was made in 1958. Uh, mm-hmm. But the story is solid. Like the story is extremely solid. Like the name suggests, it's about Vertigo. Um, but without spoiling anything, it's about a cop with vertigo and, you know, doing cop stuff. Uh, and you can kind of extrapolate kind of what it's about from there, but there's a deeper story meaning behind it, what he's doing, all the type of stuff, but he's dealing with this issue and, you know, the narrative pushes, uh, pushes his fears, uh, to the forefront of his existence. (laughs) Interesting. I might give it a go. I heard of the film before, but I never actually watched it myself. So I'm definitely going to throw that on the list. Yeah, like a lot of Hitchcock films are, are like that. Like where it's things that we like hear about, but like no one ever sees like a what's the one where the guy is like sitting on his balcony because he broke his leg and he's looking into his neighbor's windows and stuff. Superman 4. Could be that one. But yeah, it was like it was like an old <laughs> Hitchcock film. Uh but it's, I forgot the name of it, but that's like the pretty much the premise is like just this guy who's like wheelchair bound and he's just spying on people all week. <laughs> all yeah. right. Interesting. Might yeah. check that out too. Yeah. And it just leads to like this whole like mystery situation. It's like it's a whole thing. Like the dude made some creepy movies that were good. <laughs> yeah. Those older movies, man. A lot of people complain that like the about like the the way the films were shot back then, but you can't judge movies based on that because look at the technology they had at the time. Exactly. Like it's so it's, that's the stupidest criticism I've heard of movies. It's good for its time, like definitely. Um, the same with like most like those old Hammer movie monsters and stuff. Like part of the appeal now, especially, is how cheesy it looks. Yeah, like just how fake it looks <laughs> yeah. you know like dracula looked terrible when it was the original dracula you know but it was like oh you're talking about you're taking it way back i thought you're talking about like when they using what they were using animatronics and stuff i mean even that you know like people rag on star wars um and that was like 
77, but it's like that's part of the charm of Star Wars. And it looked good for a movie made in 77. Looks pretty realistic. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it looks pretty good, you know, for a movie made in 77 on that type of budget. (laughs) See, I forgive movies that use animatronics and that had like bad, um, I guess you could call it animation or the what will lead to CGI. But movies that try to implement CGI in like those earlier times, I, I have I give them no forgiveness. I mean, I, I give Star Wars all the forgiveness because I love episode four and episode five. Like episode you just five. just like Leia in the bikini. That was episode six, sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I Yes. But, um, you know, <laughs> uh, that was that that was an interesting time in my life that a lot of things happened there. Um, grew up very quickly. Um, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch that movie. All of a sudden, bass was in my voice. Didn't know what happened. Um, <laughs> Can I recommend an older movie for you to watch? Yes, uh, hit me with it. So this one's a 1942 film. It's called Grand Central Murder. And I forgot the name of the actor, like the, the lead actor. But the lead female act- actress, her name is Patricia Dane. Fantastic movie. It's like a horror uh, crime movie. Come on, the name Grand Central Murder, but it's like a not to spoil it too much, but it's it's based on a on a book on a murder mystery, okay. and it has some elements of comedy. Some people might call it a comedy. I wouldn't necessarily call it a like a comedy movie. Think of it in the same vein as an MCU movie that they have a lot of comedic jokes, but it's not a comedy movie. Okay, I can assume yeah. that a, a murder happens at Grand Central. You would think that. Oh. Yes. Interesting. So that is one of the mysteries of the movie. Oh. But okay. it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. If you're into the black and whites, you would definitely like this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen a black and white movie. Um, it's been a very long while. I really got to get back on my uh, classic film grind. Um, I was never a big... I'll tell like, you what, though. It... It did not necessarily age well in terms of the the dialogue that they use and a lot of the racial comments that they make, ah, which at the time yeah. wasn't necessarily racial, more so acceptable. Yeah, like it's listen. That's most movies made before like nineteen eighty three. You know, like yeah. So if you do, if anybody does watch it, just be aware of that. That it it for the cancel culture, they will not approve of this movie. Yeah, you might end up with like a Song of the South situation, you know, where like not that far, but it's okay. <laughs> it's um it teeters on racism in a way. Okay, yeah, where you like see it and you're like, um, today might be the it's day. It's like yeah, <laughs> you're implying that because he's a person of color, he's involved in this. Yeah. So uh, you know. Yeah. It, but it's it's that aside is a really enjoyable film. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll check that out. I wrote it down. Um. So we gotta hop on that. Uh. So yeah. It's um. What is that? It's almost one o'clock in the morning. My goodness. Uh. So let's. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> we're gonna cover. <laughs> we're gonna cover Chitty Chitty Bang Bang on your show. Um. For old timey movies. Um. We've talked about the boys. Uh. And once you're finished with season two, we'll talk about the rest of the boys because there's gonna be a a lot to to go through there. Um. 
let me know if you do end up watching Banshee, because if you do, then we can talk about at least like a couple episodes of that and see what, what, oh, your, let me what add your thoughts it. are. Let me add it on the show. Is it a movie or a show? It's a show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me add it to the list. And you can let me know what you know what what your thoughts are, what you're thinking about it. If if you would recommend it to the people, because uh, you know I love the show, so I of course recommend it. But it's always great for like people who didn't watch it when it was super popular to be like, yeah, this was good or this was not good. You know, it's like Entourage. You know, like I remember Entourage as being good, but now I watch it now and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that was good. <laughs> I have the same thing with The Wire. Yeah, like it was great at the time, but rewatches. It's like Ex- one of the, one of the, it's, it was one of these shows that doesn't have much of a replay value. Yeah, because you already seen it. Exactly, and especially like certain certain shows, like they don't age well. Like a lot of the jokes in Entourage do not age well. You They're know? very dated. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of them are very like you're good. Like you can't say that anymore. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, like I think that's why one of the that's one of the reasons that the office has remained so, so successful is that the jokes are not yes they're um based on trends around the time but they're not dating themselves at any point. Exactly, you know, and just Ari Gold's character alone like you you got like 15 lawsuits on your hand a day, you know, like <laughs> mm. Like, although I do love one particular scene in that in that show so much and I can rewatch it time and time again. I think it's the only scene that ages perfectly because we all still feel it now. It's when uh, Greg Davies or whatever his name is, like sends Ari a picture of his wife from like a movie that she did that was, you know, the um, over 18 variety. And Ari just loses his mind and rolls up to the rolls up to Davies's office. And it's just like, you're going to apologize right now. or I'm going to pimp slap you in front of everybody that you work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfectly ages because um, that will never get old. Uh, but the rest of that show. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, does anybody even know who Jamie Lynn Siegler is anymore? You know? Probably not. Like, <sighs> man, she was great um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh so it is time for recommendations of what we're watching what we're listening to what we're reading what we're what we're doing that we would recommend to the people to do for this week but what are you recommending to the people bralia so i'm recommending a book this week and the book is called the miracle of saint anthony and it is written by adrian Last name starts with a W, has a K in it, and has a J in it. So I'm not even going to try to attempt it, but <laughs> it's a really good book. It's, um, it's, um, how can I summarize it without spoiling it? So it's about, um, this person, he's a basketball player. It's not a basketball book, but it is heavily into sports i'm not doing a good job selling the book but read the book it's a good book yeah i recommend for the week i've read a couple of books kind of in that vein like you know like growing up uh there were you know i read it all the time because my mom was like reading's good for you or whatever um so i constantly had books so on parents say yeah it's like well, like eh, whatever i'm playing game boy let me play pokemon in peace you know <laughs> Uh, Listen, but, man. I feel like you could learn more on TV than on the street. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's one o'clock. I'm tired. I think I did learn more from like television than I did from a lot of books. Um, I did own like engineering books or whatever. So I learned from those. But, you know, as far as like novels or whatever. But there was like this weird genre of like football books that were just everywhere. And I had like 10 of them. And it's like they weren't like none of them were great. Like it was one where a kid could tell the future, but only during football. Like you could only tell the future when it was football plays. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, I can't read those anymore. Like I wouldn't, I tried to read it again because I was like, is this, is this like a real thing? And he's like, he's scouted by a professional NFL team and he's like 10 years old. And I'm like, what is this book? What is this? (laughs) The, The book version of Be Like Mike? Yes. Like it's a book version of Like Mike um or that's so raven um so if you're into that i mean i don't even know what the book is called is somewhere uh it's on my bookshelf somewhere i don't feel like digging through it because it's one o'clock in the morning uh but <laughs> but you can go look at that if you want um for this week uh as most weeks mine is a uh, music related um because that's what i do uh i would recommend that you go listen to either corpus christi by billy joe armstrong uh great great you know great uh great guy or cmft by Corey taylor uh because that album is pretty lit uh and i think if you're listening to this show you might enjoy it um because i mean it's Corey mf and taylor you know cool cool i have no idea who they are but i'll add it to the list uh cory taylor i think was he's like the lead singer of slipknot or whatever uh some metal band um that I that oh, Slipknot I know but I didn't know the, the names of the it's like members. Hold on, I, I like my brain knows who what band Corey Taylor is from but my leg is one o'clock I can't think straight um it's yeah yeah it is Slipknot okay I was like making sure like that I'm not dumb yeah it is Slipknot um <laughs> yeah he's the lead singer of Slipknot uh and he has his, his personal album out um, he also does a bunch of stuff with a bunch of other artists, including um, Falling in Reverse and stuff. Uh, so he's really good. He's extremely good at what he does. Um, and he has a new album out. Uh, so, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. We have reached the end of our show. Both of us are extremely tired. We've we've been up all day. Um, it's been a nightmare. Uh, but, Bralia, where can the people find you? Uh, so you can find me at the Braulio show wow you can find me on Instagram that's what I meant to say sorry you can find me on Instagram at Braulio's underscore show you can find my podcast where Morgan is a frequent guest kind of you know he comes over he's he's welcome he's he's invited always invited he can open the fridge not not have to ask for permission to drink the juice not the baby's juice but he could drink the adult juice you know wine is <laughs> in there uh what was I talking about again <laughs> Your your uh your podcast. <laughs> yes, it's called the Bralio Show Podcast. Uh you can find me on the Twitter machine at Bralio Show One, on TikTok at bearded underscore Avenger, and yeah. All right. That's where I'll be. Morgan, what will you be? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Morgan L. Brooks, on the Instagram at Morgan L underscore Brooks, uh, on Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube at Hidden Time Lord, H-I-D-D-E-N-T-I-M-E-L-O-R-D. Um, you can email the show, uh, questions, 
uh, fan mail, hate mail, whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, you can email it to renpodnetwork at gmail.com. R-E-N-P-O-D-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Um, my new song, uh, Jester's Mask, is out now on the YouTube platform thing. So you can go and search it or go to Morgan Brooks on the YouTube and you'll find it there. Uh, there's also a link to it somewhere in it, where you're listening to this. Just look below the thing. You'll find it there. Um, you can also just, uh, I don't know what, what else? Oh yeah. I have a new video out right now. Um, where I just, you know, where I break stuff, just, just me breaking stuff. It's a good time. Uh, you might enjoy it if you enjoy breaking things. Um, but outside of that, uh, leave us five stars. You give us a five star review um, and uh, tell me what you think, you know, and um, follow the stuff, follow the show, share the show around to people that you like, people that you don't like, people that you love, um, because the more people that you share with, the larger it gets and the larger it gets, the more stuff we can make and the more stuff we make, the more you can enjoy. Uh, so it's helping us helping you. <laughs> uh yes sir yes but uh with that said and with with no further ado um good good day or good night or good morning whenever you're listening to this i hope you have a good day just know that i care about you i love you and i'm glad that you're here uh thank you for being part of this community um and uh goodbye (laughs) remember to close your binder when you finish writing always (laughs) 